We're Noah. Wake up. Yes. We vented. Sometimes we vent on the show. Yeah. This week we vented pre-show. So welcome to the happiest episode of Lunch Break. I am actually. I'm Brendan. I'm Noah. Season two. I'm actually, our theme music. You're I'm not in a bad mood. No, I'm not in a bad mood either, actually. No, I'm Tomorrow's tired. Thanksgiving. I'm tired. I'm tired. Usually. Cool. Yeah. Usually by the time we get to Thanksgiving, I'm beat to shit. And just, yeah. Just I'm just yeah, beat yeah, to yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. like. Kids come into my class and they see a teacher in front of them, but there's no teacher in front of them. It's just it's a, a pile of it's carbon. A yeah, it's just minus a, the ghost. just a carbon monster who yeah. still makes some noises that sound like you know. It's just uh-huh, not uh-huh. a real person. But I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not drinking, and it's really like. So this actually, you haven't. So you haven't mentioned this in the show yet. I haven't. No, I'm not drinking. I, I know, and I've been kind of wanting to like. To bring it in? Talk, yeah, talk about it, because yeah. I feel like it's been this really big change. It's a big like, change. It's really positive for you. It is. I, it's I'm, great. I'm so it's You're hard. not drinking, and? I'm not drinking, and What I'm, are your findings in this study, this study of not uh, drinking, this experiment? I think that what was your hypothesis? it's kind of like the opposite of drinking. Life without booze yeah. is both harder and more difficult. And life with booze... Sorry, harder and more difficult are the sorry, same thing. Harder now. and easier. There we go. And life with booze is harder and easier, but in ways that don't it, fit sure. right. You know Th- what I mean? There are cross purposes. There are cross purposes, right. yeah. No, I know what you mean. I've It's no nonsense November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've stopped drinking on weeknights. Mm. Even like one. I don't even have one, you know? Like, so if I have school the next day, I don't drink. You don't drink? Yeah. I'll, I'll make like one exception. Like family events, you know, I like went to Barcade and had one beer on Sunday. Yeah. I feel like my sister's birthday, so I was like, oh, let me take you out, and I don't want to drink, like, a soda, because their draft list is amazing. Yeah. But still, I didn't have three. Right, right, right. Like, I normally do a Barcade. I feel like I maybe could play around with that, but I don't want to. No, why do it? Yeah. It sounds like like it's it's really working out for you. It is. It is. It's good. I mean, it's like, it's just, like, I feel more, like, raw, like, more emotionally connected to every conversation I'm having. Yeah. So that's harder, because, like, you get, I get, like feelings more i have more oh, yeah 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 and they, i don't i've never had a feeling i'm gonna yeah. try to feel yours though because we're teaching you on you know, empathy so maybe i can experience your feelings i mean i'm trying to think of a time where i really felt i mean you know well one thing is, is just like, where you really felt period. like I, i'm, 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 I'm about four years away from like my divorce now and or three and a half years or something like that yeah, yeah. and i feel like i was drinking a lot when i right when things happen because it was like my coping right thing. Sure. Just, I was drinking a lot right and so I feel like a lot of like the sadness and stuff was like just buried under booze and so mm. then you take the booze off and it's like now you have to do all this old work a little bit that's what it feels like oh yeah yeah I think well I think there could be a lot of reasons your feelings come back I think there could be a lot of reasons <laughs> in a lot of ways people delay I like that phrase though old work it's old work. It's like emotional. You have to do it. Yeah. For yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so you're doing that now. That's so I'm doing great. that. It's really good during the week. On the weekends, it's sometimes hard because I like, you know, used to drink a lot. So, well, and just because so much of like social life in New York City is designed around being at a bar or it is somewhere yeah. that has drinks. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing that's good is like, I, you know know a lot of sober stand-ups or at least a lot of stand-ups who struggle with sure. booze and so they, they understand you know right. um like I, I one of my close friends is hasn't had a drink in like a year and a half a stand-up and uh one of his current jokes is that he's planning his relapse very carefully 
You know, like yeah, it's just yeah. they these are like people who get what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um I don't know. I mean it's just I've known like my whole life that I'm like an addict, an yeah. alcoholic, an addict. Like I've known that that there's some the, the part of my the risk reward part of my brain, the GABA receptors are just yeah. like not they don't function like yeah. they should and it's in my genetics and blah blah blah. So I'm glad I'm taking care of it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's next. It's both harder and more difficult. I went to an awesome... Ugh. Hey, Founders. Special announcement from Brendan. This is the first episode in a while that we've been interrupted by students who are not in the room they're supposed to be. So get ready for a couple of those weird pauses uh, in case new Founders don't know what those are. Anyway, all Pounders, please report to room this podcast. Um, you went to you an went to awesome a meeting yeah. last two nights ago. In Harlem. Who was there? Can you tell me all their names? Me and all black men. Oh, okay. All black men in their 40s. Okay. You know? Okay. And, like, sometimes, because that's hard. Like, sometimes people want meetings of all people that kind of are like them. Right. But I really enjoyed it because it was, like, a bunch of people who are way further down, way further along in their sobriety. Like, listening to them, listening to them talk about. So there were multiple ways in which they were not like you. It was, it was, yeah. Side note? Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Keep going. No, it was, I thought, I don't know. I, I really liked it. There's some meetings you go to that aren't good, and there's some that are good. I mean, I don't know. I'm enjoying them. It, it's also like... Some are good, some are not good. You the, heard it here first, folks. The way I explained AA it to you meetings. AA meetings are... Some good, some not think good. Think about this. If, if you're even thinking you should go... First off, if you're thinking you should go, you should definitely go. Yeah. If you've ever even thought you might should go, you should go. Mm-hmm. But... I might should. It's free therapy. Yeah. And... 15 episodes of intervention highlighted. Oh, like, like the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get like a cool, you, you go, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like you an get, experience. You get therapy right. and you feel like you've seen the best episode of now, intervention. Pounders, you can't tell your friends about the eps, episodes. Yeah. Look, bitches, mm-hmm. don't go there. Cause it's a fun show to look at. Only go there. If you're also getting the benefits. I don't, I don't see how you could, it, it is to me, AA, and there's problems with AA. But sure. to me, AA is one of the most amazing, like non-hierarchical, almost socialist, utopic no, but what like organizations saying, in the world. What I'm saying is I agree with you. If you think you should go, go. Yeah. But don't be like, you know what? It's Tuesday night and I've got nothing to do. I'm gonna go check out the AA meeting. It's I not wanna, the like, zoo. I want yeah. like voyeurism. Yeah, don't it's not the zoo. Yeah, don't don't go, go as a voyeur. Don't go look at the monkeys. It is like an episode of intervention, but you have to be participating to reap that reward. You do, you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you do. for me, I think I you know, like I said, I'm doing no nonsense November and like I was talking to John and I have this friend who's a bartender and she was saying like a lot of bartenders will pick a sober month. Mm. She does January and it's like it's sort of just this like reminder that I still have control over this thing and like just a check in on how you're doing with it and this and that, especially if your life is you know, in a bar and you're like, yeah, drinks all day. And yeah. So for me, I think, yes, I like the reminder of like, I'm in control of this thing and all these things. I'm, I'm wary of, for me personally, um, I don't want to say this without sounding like I don't think addiction's real. This is me separate from everyone else. Mm. I'm a unique individual. <laughs> I know that if I make rules about stuff, I get really weird about them. Ah. So once I say, like, a rule is no drinking during the weeknight, or, like, the rule is I have to do this before, like, I have to finish. You break to, your own rules? Write poetry for 10 minutes before I play video games. Yeah. But I don't necessarily break my own rules, but, like, rules are very, like, talismanic for me. And, like, hold wow. this, like, deep significance. Talismanic. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, if I set a rule on something, suddenly alcohol, which was just 
something becomes much more like powerful. Exactly. Mm. And so I'm at a point in my life where I can't ascribe it too much power yet. Yeah, well, and I don't think I don't think I have any problems. I think my drinking yeah. is actually relatively healthy and fine. Although studies apparently have shown that any amount of alcohol is poisonous and gives you cancer or increases. Well, that, the, but the, the health benefit, the, the health. No, I know you're right, but the health, not you, the pounds, health issues are, are like I think it's fine for people to take calculated risks of their life when it comes to like. Crime. I also think it's fine for people to take calculus, which is what I thought you were going to say. No. Okay. Yeah, calculated risks. Exactly. I think it's okay, but I think you should you should know that the risks are different than we thought they were with alcohol. You know. Yes. That's all. But um, and you should understand you're taking. Risks. But I also think it's like I love drinking, and I, I I think it's if if you if you can handle it, not like me, if you can be like not like a yeah. maniac, then it's a great thing. I mm-hmm. like drinks. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't like drinking the activity. I like the flavor of drinks. That's why I like bars that are expensive and make. Beautiful drinks. Yeah, I don't care. You could come to or me like and be like, "This is blupa. List. It is uh, fermented yeah. cattails," and I'd be like, and "All right, well, here you go. Yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, I would drink it. I mean, I would try it, but just like if, if you get, came to me with a food dish called blupa and it was a casserole of fermented cattails, I'd be like, yeah, "I'll take a bite." Oh, I might do that because it's so so strange. Actually, but no, fermented meats. I'll eat kimchi all day. Oh, but you like, know one of the worst. I couldn't eat that Icelandic shark one. Did you ever watch? Did you ever watch uh, Strange, never never, Strange Foods with Andrew Zimmern? Uh, watched. I think like the piece of it. So he, first off, he's the only person I know who uses gamey as it's a so po- in so a positive gamey. connotation. Oh, he says like that's really gamey. Yeah, because usually because it's like you're eating like oh it's gamey. And now gross. not to judge anyone's culture, mm-hmm. but when you're eating weird shit. Sometimes gamey is the best thing you can say about it. That's I like didn't realize. I didn't realize that until I saw his show. Though. You're like, ah, it's, this doesn't taste awful. It tastes gamey. Yeah. Fine. Well, well, because gamey means that it tastes like a certain way. If you know your meat, it tastes like small yeah, animals, it's right? A game, game, right? But but I always thought it meant like stringy and not good, you know. But it doesn't mean that, right? But I, yeah, I think that's because it means it has like a those, certain flavor. Aren't some of those meats kind of stringy. Some know. of them are, but there's it depends a, there's on how you cook it. You know. Game meat specialist in food wars. Mm. So she knows what's game. She knows what's up. So so, but anyway, so he had one time ugh, fermented chunks of like beef that you he bought in Morocco. He bought them at the fair, and yeah. he bought it. It was like fermented cubes of meat in a huge tub of like yellow fat no and then he went to like the local guy who made like omelets and the guy made like a fermented i repeat all pounders please report to room this episode he made like a fermented meat omelet and it was the only thing i've ever seen him that he couldn't take more than one bite Wow. He was like, usually I go everything, I try to eat at least two bites, but this is just foul. That's what he said. It's foul. And again, and he didn't mean F O W L. Everyone, right. It wasn't a bird thing. No. Everyone's like, culture has different things. If you grow up with a thing, it seems more normal. And like, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of beauty to be found in that food, but like, absolute not fermented beef chunks and fat. No, thank you. But thanks for well, asking. Well, all you have to do is think about something that you like that's very, very, very gross to other people i'm trying to think about it you don't have any i, I must like I must. to me like oysters are the greatest but i can objectively look at them oh yeah i understand if i didn't uh, if i didn't right. like them and i saw someone eating them i'd be like, like a weird fucking monster gritty booger yeah, exactly yeah like there's a lot of stuff that i like I love i like i like a lot of stuff though then there's stuff like natto that i 
Ugh, I can't either. I can't. Not yeah, those for me. Not those really bad. But for me, you know. For me. For me personally. But some people. You know what's funny, My though? roommate eats it. You know, that's, what's it called? Skier? The stuff that's, like, fermented shark? Oh, in Iceland. Yeah. That's and shit. The, the funny thing is, is that, like, apparently... I've heard multiple people have this experience. They go to Iceland and they're like, all right, I'm going to have some skier. And they like, they like get their shit together and like muster up the courage and they eat it. And they're like, it's not good, but I'm glad I tried it. And then like some Icelandic person is like, yeah, we all hate it too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I've heard. It's right. like it's, not it's, actually it's like come this like novelty. Maybe if you're like 90. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's anyway, uh, you have to like that flavor. I mean, I love like, the flavor of seaweed snacks. I love seaweed snacks. Okay, I, fine. That's seaweed snacks. That's something those I really, are so I really incredible. Like. That right. flavor is not. It's not meat. It's not vegetable. It's just it's a. It's, yeah, but it's it's like its own thing. That's and the if, thing. It's if, seaweed. Yeah, and if somebody were to be like, "That's gross," I could understand it. Sure, but it's only right. because I I learned the language of seaweed snacks. Also, raw fish. I love. Sashimi. I love raw shit. Raw, raw shit. Raw fish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, speaking of things that are weird, but mm-hmm. we like to eat them, well, let's get a word from our sponsors. Yeah. We don't have sponsors. Kinder but, Riggs. No. Kinder Riggs. You can't real Get brand. a nice toy. Child chokes on it. I want this podcast to exist outside of the known universe. I think also all of my... Uh, this is the Poundiverse. All of my jingles for this podcast always have the same melody. It's like... They always have that. Well, yeah, it's just like... I mean, it's not like music is your job. <laughs> Every poem I write is the same form. It's four sets of rhyming couplets. Did I ever tell you about my snack food that I came up with that I think would be a great hit amongst the Catholics, Catholic religious world? Yeah, Yucca Crisps. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Did I tell you about the wine dipping you said, sauce? Yeah, it comes with you. a wine like, dipping like, sauce. Like, thank you for acknowledging my genius. Yeah, yeah thank that's you. all I wanted. Uh, yeah, the wine dipping sauce. Bitch, how are you going to have a Yucca Crisp and no wine dipping sauce? Uh, yeah, Didn't I, I tell you on this podcast about the Dunkaroo <laughs> of Christ? Yeah. Which I got from my brother and sister because oh, I found them in a weird track of what we said and what we didn't say. Well, we've said most things before. That's not true. What else happened this week? I don't know. You want to do Oh, a- I'm playing the shit out of Red Dead Redemption 2. And oh, nice. So oh, John. my God. It's so good, man. I'm skinning stuff. Uh, you getting a sweet haircut? I got a haircut. Cool. I'm looking emo as fuck, dude. Nice. I'm looking like real 20th century in this game. I oh, so have good. not been playing it. You've been playing anything? I'm playing Transistor. I've never played and it. And I just picked up Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Is that good? I don't know. I haven't played yet. Oh, what am I talking about? I knew there was some big game. Taiko no Tatsujin is out on the Switch. Is it good? So fucking good. Is that the one you showed me the other the day? The Taiko drum. Oh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Taiko yeah. no Tatsujin, and I've been playing it so much. The most motion controls aren't perfect, and I'm sa- not satisfied by not hitting a drum as much, but it's really mm-hmm. fun on touchscreen, and it is fun to wave your hands in the air with the Joy-Cons. It is such a fucking fun game. Yeah. It doesn't have the bump of chicken song that I love. It doesn't have caramel dancing. It doesn't have some of my faves, but it has some really good songs in it. I was really sad that in the anime section, the My Hero Academia themes were not in it anywhere, because that's like such a hot anime right now. Mm. If you're a 13-year-old boy, which mm. I am. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. mad that was not in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of songs that we're mad about, let's mm-hmm. talk about Interpol's Antics. We're mad about it? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Rosemary 
Macintosh Brown album, Where We Are. Where We Are. Great the song. Final song. Final song. <laughs> yeah, I feel Killing like I it. should mention what should Death mention? Grip's final songs. Yes. Are always seem to be very good. Hacker's one of them. Hacker is a great Hacker's song. the last song on Money, uh, the Money Store. And then the last song on uh, 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 No Love Deep Web is a song called Artificial Death in the West. Wow. Which I love that title. Is it just Westworld? No. What do you mean? The show Westworld. It's about killing robots. Oh, interesting. In, in, no, in, I didn't in a think Western it was, setting. I, I thought of it as West, like in the like Americas. Yeah. Oh, oh, the global West. Yeah, the global not West. Not like the not the Wild West. West. Yeah. Okay. And it has this line. It well, creeps me out because Westworld could take place anywhere, but could the be. setting is the West, but it's definitely in the global West. Yeah. But there's this line in that song at the end where he goes, uh, uh, "Watching me, watching me, watch them, watch me." Which I love. Watching me, watching me, watch them, watch me. Watch it's them. so paranoid. <laughs> anyway, that's Great. not Interpol, though. But let's talk about, so, what do we, so that was a follow-up on the last one. What's yeah. our new antics in the ad? I don't know. I came up with the last two wow. conceits Whoa. for Interpol. I'm going to check the pounds, Wikipoundia. I could be wrong. I know I did one, and I thought, exaggerate a little, it might carry you over, you know? Yeah. All right, your turn. Uh, your turn for the conceit. I've come up with so many of them, though. But not the last well. two. All right, fine. Um, which song do we most want to hear at the Interval concert, which I remembered that we're going to in February? I want to hear the first song. Evil. Even second song. First second song. Second song. Second song. Bitch. Uh, okay. I would say, yeah, Evil, but also Khmer. But here's the thing about a concert, right? Getting excited for a particular song is a bad move. Because what if you, you just have to let it, it happen? Yes. Yeah, you just have to let it happen. So we're going to no expectations. You know what usually clear. happens to me? It, this is how a good concert goes. You might have a few songs you want to hear that you're nervous. Oh, I hope they play them. Then you get there. Then you have a great time for like 45 minutes, and you and forget. Oh. You forget that you have these expectations because you've okay. already been. Then you hear the song that you want, and it pushes your A experience into an A plus. Yeah, that's what I think. How? Yeah, that's good. I feel like sometimes I spend my whole time waiting for a certain song, and then it happens, and I feel relief, or it doesn't happen, and I still really enjoy the concert, but I'm like, oh, man, I always wish they had played Robert Palmer's Due for a Critical Reevaluation. Robert Palmer's Due for a Critical Reevaluation? That's a song? That's a Little Spiking song. But they did play All Our Shows or Secret Shows. I just saw them last week, and it was fucking rad. It was song with John, um, and it was great. I need to see another... I need to see some music. We're seeing the Menzingers on Friday. Are they good? Yeah, great. What am I doing Friday? Oh. I'm going to too late. Mm. No, I have this. That was a student saying, what's up? Yeah. A student who says hi to me at least five times a day. Yeah. Every time I pass him in the hallway, hi, Mr. Brendan. I really, I, I, every time he walks in the class, hi, Mr. Brendan, he could go to the bathroom and come back and be like, hi, Mr. Brendan. I'd be like, you were just here. Yeah. You were just here. We've already said hi. Yeah. There's only so many times you say hi. How about every time you go to the bathroom, we take a joint from one of your fingers off? I didn't know what kind of joint you meant at first, and then it got that got in a whole new direction. Whoa, uh, whoa okay. Whoa, do we take the whole part off, or do joint. we remove the joint and then stitch the, the remaining finger parts back together a so lot. that your finger is still roughly the same length, it just doesn't bend? I, I mean, they're responsible for the first aid. I think we just do the cutting. So it's, it's always like this. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Pounders, you should see it too. We'd have several kids who would have just stumps. No fingers. Yeah, stumps. Yeah. Within a day, they'd have no fingers. How many joints are in a hand? One, two, three, four. Ha, five, it depends six, seven, on how many you can roll and Nine. hold, man. Ha, ha, are we counting this as a joint? The part of the knuckle. That's a knuckle. Yeah, it's a joint. So let's see. How many bathroom bridges? I'd say two for 13, the thumb. 14. 14. And That's 14 three total. for the for each. That's 14 feet. total. Yeah. 14 so 28, per hand. 28. 28. That's a reasonable amount of times to use the bathroom. In a year? Yeah. You mean, and, and that's during class? This doesn't count between... Oh, no, during class. During class. Okay. Hmm. If you have to... Because let's say... I'm just, just doing the math here. You're doing um, math. Let's say... I think it's something about $20,000 per child per year. That's about what the, what they cost. Right? Oh, you want to do... So let's like say you have a class of 20 math. kids, right? Yeah. Uh, let's say they have 180 days of school, right? Yeah. And so 20,000 times 20, 20. per teacher per student. We're just doing so students. I get 20, so $400,000 divided by What's $480,000 divided by 180? Uh, that's almost 48 divided by 2. Let's just go with that. Right. So let's say it's like 24. 24. So about $240 a day. Sure. Whatever. And so if you break that down into like a class, yeah. right? You have six so that, classes, that like kid, five classes per day. When a kid argues with you about the bathroom and takes away almost fifty dollars, yeah, it's they don't realize how expensive it is for them to pee. So fifty dollars times how many times do you get to ask to use the bathroom? Might as well just be peeing solid gold coins, right? Away down the drain. I think a finger. All right, how about yeah. this? You can either pay me for the time that you took away from your class. Well, it's not the whole forty-eight, unless you're certain students who will be like, "Mr. Can I go to the bathroom?" You're like, "Yeah, bring the pass." Come no, back I'm class. I'm happy to prorate it. I'm yeah, happy to yeah, get yeah, a good yeah. accountant on it it's and fine, fig- figure time. out exactly how much money you took away from your class and all these other people who. Do you, are ever, you ever have students tell you that um, it's not fair that we get paid and they don't because they come here and do all the work and we just we make them do the work yeah. and they should be getting paid for it? And I'm like. We are giving you something. How about you're almost you're almost accountable to no one for everything you do. How about yeah, you're not accountable. There's free meals here, and also you get to learn things. At the end of it, you have a high school diploma, which a should in theory represent some journey of knowledge you've been on, but b just like makes you eligible for jobs. Yeah, I just fucked up the word eligible, but you know, isn't that that's such a human thing though that we're not grateful. To the people that we should be grateful, or just like don't understand the value of the thing yeah. we're getting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, the value of and I don't, I don't believe a diploma is like only as useful as this means. Again, I really it believe is, in the, the 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 school part. I believe in the learning of school. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant okay. So like my, di- my paper diplomas from my good college and good grad school are like sitting on the floor in envelopes. Yeah, but I will I will say that like they both my yours. both my undergraduate and my graduate degrees completely changed my life. Like sure. the, the what I learned, but not only just what I learned, but I learned how to learn. No, that's what I'm saying. That's it. That aspect. Yeah. I remember in my senior year of college being in a class with some first years and I was like they said something and I was just like Oh, you don't know how to like evaluate information right. and synthesize and do a thing yet. You like are not there, right? Or you don't know how to pick like I've been through a three sizable, years of this shit and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, a sizable, reasonable task, and then work towards it in small amounts yeah, yeah, yeah. and accomplish it. I was like, like wow, that. college did a thing for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so, so I believe that's what I'm saying. The the paper thing, the signifier. I've heard that like your degree opens the door to your first job, which arguably, unfortunately, opens the door, opens that's the door true to your for second my second job. Well, my undergraduate degree has 
because it's like a big name school has been worth like unfortunately the name has been worth a lot. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's nice, but it's also it's a little bit creepy to me because I'm like, in some ways, I'm like, I went to school with people that I don't think would be good teachers. I went right. to school with people that I don't think are very good musicians. Oh, my grad school, I I don't think this program is necessarily super rigorous, but because of the name it has, it's gonna like it does good things. And also, yeah, there were people there that I was like, you're gonna get hired because you went to this grad school. I don't understand how you got this program, and I don't understand how no one sat down with them during the first month of classes and we're like you should find a different program because you will get hired but you will never get tenure and you will be fired immediately because you're like a horrible trash person yeah who is going to be a bad teacher like you're wasting your time and money by being here yeah and i wish they did that more in grad school like you know that being said that being said i knew a girl he said hold on one quick yeah there are multiple teachers at this school who were told by their high school teachers you're not college material and prove them wrong so we should never be telling people they are not fit to do a thing. I'm yeah. just saying some people should be asked to really evaluate why they're doing this thing. I went to grad school with it. at least one person who was just like a nasty, bad person. Yeah. And I was like, you will never, ever go anywhere with teaching because of your personality. When I initially put up this episode, apparently there were just five minutes of silence here and no one told me, fucking pounders, get at me next time. Anyway, um, announcement break again. So you had something to say that I cut you off. Uh, I, just had to... I knew a girl in grad. She was in grad school when I was an undergrad, and she was not that good of a singer. She was getting a grad degree from Eastman. She wasn't bad. She got in. She was good, mm. but she wasn't like special. Right. Her parents put a second mortgage on their house to pay for a graduate degree in singing. Singing. S- singing. Singing. No, you singing. Singing. There's a story behind it. Singing. Um, I probably told it to you. So. Because you sing. Uh, so that's like, you know, that just doesn't make sense to me. That kind of shit like that. Yeah. And I think it was just because it was like, oh, you're going to get a grad degree in voice from. And it's, and it's complicated. It's all these questions of like privilege and time. Oh, and, yeah. Like, some people can just afford to get random grad degrees. Yeah. If I certain could. Grad, I, certain grad degrees are fine. If I was wealthy, that's what I would spend my money on. Ugh, absolutely not. Really? I would get uh, a fucking philosophy PhD. I would, never, I would never go back to school full time. Oh, I, I would do love it. it. I would love to be back in grad school oh. because of all the free time I had. But, like, I don't want to be back at that point in my life. There is oh, something no, yeah. where you, even if you're an adult, I feel like once you go back into grad school, like, there's, like, a switch where you're, like, like, my, my college roommate, we graduated. Now he's getting a PhD. But, like, he still, he went, had a job for a while. And now he's back, like, living campus life in a lot of ways. That's weird. You know, like. Yeah. He lives by himself and everything, lives in an apartment or a little house or whatever, but, like, like so much of his life is tied up in the politics of the school. Mm. And, you know, like, when you're in college, you think what's happening in your school matters. And then you get out of there and you're like, oh, it does. It wasn't, it wasn't like that for me in grad school, though, because it was, like, I just had two other people who were in my program who were, who were garbage. And they were just – they didn't care. They were, they, like, they didn't – they were like the kind of people that they like, oh, I'm writing a paper on Tristan and Isolde. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I love Tristan and Isolde. Do you know the the Carlos Kleiber recording? Oh, I don't know. I'm not that into it. Like, oh, really? Well, that's a shame because you're getting a graduate degree in musicology. Writing, but yeah. writing a paper is a safe chance to take a weird risk on something you're passionate about or not sure will work, in mm-hmm. my opinion. That's like a very so, high level. Way I, of so, so, so in my essays in, in college and starting in high school, even where like 
weird things where I was like, I don't know where this idea is going. I'm going to try it out and see if it works. Mm. And like I did this thing. So in college, we had, or in high school, we had this option where we could write a paper in advance and turn it in, or we could do an in-class essay. And I chose to do the advanced paper. And then I was like, I have the time. I'm not doing anything. Like I'm going to write also the in-class one because this is a chance to get feedback and a grade from a teacher with knowledge on something that has no bearing on my like grade, but I can get mm-hmm. feedback on it. Mm-hmm. And so I like, sat down and made this whole argument about how the two sisters and King Lear were parallels for Muhammad and Isaac, the like progenitors of the two major religions. I was like, I don't know if this is true. I'm basing also all the religious stuff on a speech that CJ gives in an episode of West Wing. So my grasp of this is already tenuous. Is CJ the jackal? What? No. What? How, you know the jackal. No. You don't know the jackal from West Wing? No. You don't? I didn't watch West Wing all the, of it. But I the, some the of jackal it. is just a famous part of that show. That's okay, the, I don't, I've never even seen it. Uh, I've seen the jackal. Um, the jackal is an episode of West Wing where I think CJ, is it a woman? Sure. She... All, they're all like it's like after hours in, in, in Washington and they're like at some after hours politician party Yeah. and then like two white guys are like oh you almost missed the jackal she's gonna do the jackal and everyone's get excited about what the jackal is right and it's the woman like Allison yeah. Whatever, right? she, yeah, yeah. and she raps at a party okay. a rap song called the jackal it does not sound like rap as you and I know it. It sounds like rap that a mother from the suburbs in 1985 Jenny. wrote. Janny. It's like, he had smooth hair, a long coat, and he called himself the Jackal. And they're all around her like, oh, my God, she's so street. Dude, it is the most uncomfortable thing. You have to go on okay. YouTube and watch the Jackal. Right, five, five, five. Pounders, this Pounders. is your homework this week. But look. The Jackal. She gives a speech about... Islam and Christianity, okay. and I like wrote this King Lear paper, and that was like. And then once I realized you could just do that, you could just like do weird shit in papers. You can, yeah. I was like, every paper should be an extended joke, like my twenty-page research paper on Craigslist. Delusion. What you're saying is somewhat delusion. Anyway, I feel like we should end it now because I have to edit this, and right. there's a lot of it already. There but it's like we're like going on holiday. I feel like we've been inconsistent with posting recently. Do I have something to say at the end? Like, that's something interesting? Probably not. Definitely not. You know, I, I say one more funny thing. Um, I, I, that's what you think. I, I've been writing this, or working on this song at home okay. uh, called Dry Humpin', okay. which is just, like, a very reserved, uh, the character who sings the song is very, like, oh, I want to dry hump you tonight. I like dry humping. Like, he's very, like, he's into dry humping, but he's very polite about it. Yeah. It's semi-funny to me. But when I have my son over, I can't sing the dry humping song. Yep. So I changed it to, oh, I like gas pumping tonight. I like gas pumping. And it's actually now, I like the gas pumping song better than the dry humping song. Because it has this subtext. Like, when I do the verse, like, when I go gas pumping out there on the street. Right? I give a little gas to everyone that I do meet. God, I don't want to hear the original song. Some people think it's cool. Some people think it's neat. They like gas pumping. But you know what really it is. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. That's what I got for this week. Do any people think it's not neat? Uh, when you're dry humping, when he them? gas pumps them, uh, when he gas, no, 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 gas pumping, I think is everyone loves it. I mean, you're, you're oh, because you roll up in their car and be like, here's some gas. Exactly. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but dry humping, some Bad. people Don't think it's 
not okay. I feel like most people are not going to want that unless they want yeah. it. Does I also sense? think it would be really funny if you, for the rest of your life, had to refer to sex as wet humping. Like, if you couldn't say, like... Um, I would I would give up. It would be bad, That's right? the end. I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't back to my place and wet hump. The, yeah. People would be like, oh, oh you, have, you have to do sex ed and your advisor is here. And be like, no, I know. I'm not teaching wet humping. Let's ed. talk about how you guys can keep safe when you're wet humping. All right. That would be the best. Oh, you talk about oral wet humping. Oh, <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened. Anal wet humping. Ew, no. No, why would you do this to us? Encounters, I apologize for I like dry humping. All right, yeah. That was the song. Although, I don't know, whatever. Encounters, wow, this has been like a great episode. I'm Brendan. I'm Noah. Good night. Good night.